When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tennessee football recruiting, uh, getting back to the balls as this is a monster month. And I don't think you can really overstate how big of a month this is. You're going to have some coaches that are going to take a look elsewhere. If I'm Tim Banks, the defensive coordinator, I'm going to take a look elsewhere. You're going to have players. We're going to get to Arch Manning, who might look around uh, a little bit. And also, we're going to uh, we're going to take a look at Tennessee recruiting, which right now, if you look at it, took a little bit of a body blow recently balls at number 12 they had been as high as number nine what happened let's go ahead and give that a what the h what the what was he thinking release the hounds the dave hooker show keep cool a presentation of off the hook sports.com all right, so tell me what's going on. What the H out of the balls slipped to number 12 in recruiting when they haven't picked up or lost anybody, but there are always things changing in recruiting, and it is brought to you today by our friends at Banks & Jones, Tennessee's trial attorney, play to win, banksjones.com. Why Banks & Jones, other lawyers, Say they'll go to trial, they won't. They'll settle and settle for less. Banks and Jones ready to go to trial for you. Truly, Tennessee's trial attorney. Why settle? Banks and Jones, led by T. Scott Jones, banksjones.com. Whether it comes to criminal defense or personal injury, they got you. What's happening in recruiting? Why is Tennessee dropping to 12? Should I sound the alarm? I don't think you need to sound the alarm. I think it just has to do with a lot of other schools have been making moves recently, and Tennessee has not. Most notably, Miami has flipped an Ohio State commitment that uh, was a pretty big splash for them and pushed them into the top five in recruiting recently. And Ohio State's still number two, so they weren't going to go going to go anywhere. Texas A&M is for some somehow they are still hanging on. They are ahead of Tennessee right now at number eleven. The firing of Jimbo Fisher didn't have much of an impact. That NIL cash is still just rolling through, Dave. <laughs> Well, here's the other thing that I brought up, and that was with John. I mean, people ask me because I went to Powell High School and Walter Nolan went to Powell High School, even though he has very little. I mean, my dog, who I just got, has more ties to Powell than than Walter Nolan does. But people were asking me, will he just naturally go back because things didn't go right at A&M? Well, here's the thing. He could already be neck deep in NIL money. Are you going to want to turn down X in hopes of getting X plus, especially leaving A&M? It would be different if he were leaving uh, UC Irvine, like McAllen Castles did, right? You can top them. I don't know that you can necessarily just go out and top A&M with the NIL cash they have. I don't think that's a given at all, Caleb. Yeah, I agree. A&M is one of those that they, they are the Yankees or Red Sox. And by the way, so is Tennessee of college football with NIL cash. I mean, they are out there buying players left and right, and they're going to keep doing that. Um, Texas, though. Texas was another one. Texas added a couple of big commits over the last month. Remember, they got Ryan Wingo out of St. Louis, which we thought Tennessee was in play for, the five-star. And then they recently um, 
in, in mid-November got Wardell Mack, a defensive back, and that pushed them ahead of Tennessee. So there's just been other teams making moves. I think Tennessee's been okay. The question we have that I've been having, because Dave, you you were kind of throwing recruiting. You're not throwing recruiting rankings out the window anymore, but you understand the politicking that goes on. Do you put more stock now with coaches into what they're doing on the trail or what you see from them in game now calling plays? What matters more to you? Well, it has to be both. And you asked that question on our 345 AM production meeting. And I thought more about it throughout the morning. Uh, I went ahead and ran my, uh, it was a marathon Thursday for me. So I went ahead and charted my, what is it? 24 and a half miles. No, I didn't do that. Uh, I think it's both. I think if, if I'm Tennessee, you can't you can't have a major shift right now in recruiting, but if there's a little tweak, if Glenn Ellerby is considering going to Carolina and he's got a bunch of guys there that he already has a good feel for, maybe he should go to Florida instead. I'm just picking a random name, a random Tennessee assistant coach. He coaches the offensive line. I, I think that Florida, from what I'm hearing, their uh, class is going to fall apart. Could be wrong. We'll see but they've got some issues there. Uh, and that's because of Billy Napier detail oriented. seems like he's on his way out. If not this year, the next. And then with Mario Cristobal, not to the same extent, I've been told that his class would fall apart apart, but enough where I, if I'm Tennessee or any other school, I'm, I'm all go in Florida. There's but, no question. And this is where the question comes in. Miami's making moves. So you're right. Florida's already starting to fall apart. Billy Napier secured a lot of commitments in June just to get an early splash to get the momentum that he needed. Um, Miami is, they're doing the opposite though, Dave. They're going in the opposite direction and trending upwards right now with Mario Cristobal. Now my question is, if you're a Miami fan, are you excited that he's doing well on the trail or are you worried because you're like, this guy's so incompetent managing games. It doesn't matter what he does on the trail because he's just going to find ways to lose games. Cause he's just that terrible of a coach in the, uh, game, the ladder, games. the ladder. Cause you and me, could, you and me could have a top 10 class. You, you and I, I'm not exaggerating. Could have a top five class at Miami. Um, that area, that, that three County area of around Dade County is the most talent-rich area in the country. There are literally 75 to 100 Division I football players that will come out of that area annually. They're also regularly overrated. Um, that's not to say that they are as a whole. I don't mean it. I'd be in that area if you're Tennessee or anybody else that wants to comp compete for championships. But you're more likely to get bumped from a three- or four-star your, if you're in South Florida. So you and I could look fantastic in recruiting, Caleb, but we might spit the bit on Saturday, which Mario Cristobal has done. So I think it is fool's gold, if that's what you're asking me. So what um, you're saying is it's not like... I I'd almost rather, let me say this. I'd almost rather be Billy Napier and things just fall apart and I can rebuild than Cristobal, who is seemingly hanging on there. That... Uh, through recruiting that that to me would be incredibly incredibly frustrating so on the other side though because you and i both sit there and get blown away by the fact that less miles and ed orgeron have championships at lsu that is just it's laughable to say out loud um when you see that happen are you sure that a cristobal can't load up on talent so much that he could be as incompetent as less miles and still win a championship 
Well, I don't think he's that good of a coach, but let's remember this. Miami doesn't have near the fan support of LSU. I mean, they're 45 minutes from campus to go to a game there. Um, there's not a good game day atmosphere. They are a bit of a hoity-toity school. You know, I don't like Missouri because of that. I don't like Duke basketball because of that. Miami has a little bit of that going in their athletic department. Which is funny because so, they have a bunch of inner-city kids playing football going around in this hoity-toity campus. <laughs> I don't know how that works out. And the campus is bizarro gorgeous. I mean, I've tried yeah. to get my son to take a trip there at the, just for the heck of it, but he wouldn't do it. Um, but it oh, is – go ahead. So I know we wanted to move on, but I wanted to touch this too, because out West you saw Deion Sanders has lost three recruits. Is that a trend? Or do you think like, because Deion Sanders whole selling point was recruiting or do, do you think this is things falling apart under him quickly? Uh, you know, what's funny is I, I thought Deion Sanders would have success there, but I'm beginning to wonder that because you know, one of the first things, and I hate that everything cycles back to Tennessee for some of those that aren't Tennessee fans are like, Dave, come on. You got a story about Tennessee with every one of them. But one of the things that Philip Fulmer used to do is he would sit down and he would teach all of the players on his team the history of Tennessee, what uh, General Nealon meant to our country, meant to the University of Tennessee. And I don't think that Deion Sanders is doing that. I don't think he's 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 having them sit down and say, you you, you got to remember the Bill McCartney days. Those were special times. You've got to be loyal to Colorado because it's Colorado. I think he's asking kids to be loyal to Colorado because of cash. And those are two very, very different things. So if they can't play right away, if they don't have the NIL cash, they can get somewhere else. And let's face it. Colorado doesn't have as much money as at least 30 or 40 other schools. They got a problem. I don't care how much weed you sell. 